0: Welcome to the Arrest All Mimics podcast with your host, Ben Talon. Welcome to Arrest All Mimics. My name is Ben Talon. I'm your host. This is the Original Thinking and Creative Innovation podcast. How is everyone? How are my listeners? I hope you're all good. I hope you're all enjoying what little sunshine you can get hold of because the weather's been really terrible, let's be honest. It's not been anything we can quantify as a summer at this point. Um... Thanks for checking in. Listeners are going up and up all the time, which is really nice. Uh, really good feedback, and especially uh, the last couple have been major hits, uh, Peter O'Toole and, of course, the graphic design legend that is Adrian Shaughnessy. Um, go back and listen if you haven't, because you really are missing out. Peter, of course, takes us through his journey from, um, you know, getting started on a graphic media communications course to going on to work for his dream client in Adidas. Um really inspiring stuff, and Adrian Shaughnessy, of course, needs no backstory. Uh, Head tutor on visual communications at the Royal College of Art, and just a legendary forward thinker, creative just a creative pioneer, real, real cutting edge in the motion graphics field, and and he's just he's done what he's done. His book, How to Be a Graphic Designer Without Losing Your Soul, has sold over eighty thousand copies, and now he co-founded Unit Editions Publishers. So go and check all that out because the the, the response has been immense. So thanks for anyone who's um who's gotten to us about that. And as ever, thanks to my sponsors, crucial sponsors who keep this show going for free on a weekly basis. Um, It wasn't the plan when I started out, I have to admit. Um, Fortnightly was cool for me, it was good, it didn't feel too demanding. And then the feedback from you guys and the response on these shows became quite addictive and I just started to really get off on the buzz of uh, going and visiting these inspiring people on a, you know, every other week, so I thought, you know what, I want to do this more often, I want to really commit to this, and now here we are, weekly, so thanks to those guys, of course, um, Illustration Limited, internet and Printed.com, as ever, Illustration Limited at the minute are doing their brand new print promo, uh, the Scrapbook Live which, uh, sorry, Scrapbook, the events are called Scrapbook Live that they often do in conjunction with these things. And basically it's a notebook that gets sent out to commissioning clients um, and it's half blank that you can write in and it's half got editorial features on interesting projects that they're running on the agency, whether that's in uh, animation, uh, illustration, set design, fashion, it's right across the board, so it's a really cool idea. Um, so if you're a you know listening client and uh, you've not yet got your copy get in touch with the guys over at com, and I'm pretty sure they'll get your copy out and trust me it's really really nice these things just keep getting better a little A to Z in the back uh, of all the artists on the agency so it's really really cool stuff so thanks to those guys founding sponsor Heart Internet as ever over at heartinternet.co.uk providing everything, domain names, uh, hosting, all the web stuff I'll let those guys tell you even more because that's my bad paraphrasing. But every uh, episode, as your regulars will know by now, um, they run a different bit of advice, basically, a bit of SEO slash social media advice. Uh, and this week we're talking about um, kind of audience engagement, uh, looking at the difference between, you know, um, chance followers who are just, you know, there to get on what we you know competitions, uh, whatever's hot at the minute. But basically, they're suggest that you know to really kind of look after the fans that look after you i.e. I clients uh, regular followers people who genuinely give a shit about your work um, it's good to just know who's there go look through your numbers use the analytics on twitter use the insights on facebook it's something that I'm only just coming around to and um, it's just one good way to know who your audience is and know who are your followers and how successful you're being on social media so check that out and that's courtesy of heartinternet.co.uk Who, incidentally, I'm going to be featuring on an upcoming episode in the not too distant future where we're going to look at kind of SEO and web basics. Um, As dull as that might sound, it's the long story short, it's the stuff that makes you, uh, gets you where you are on Google. So, looking at why, how, and how you can improve the functionality of your website and your social media. So, I'm going to be chatting to Nick Leach from Heart Internet about that amongst other people. So, keep your eyes peeled for that. Go and check them out. And of course, last but not least, Printed.com, my most recent sponsor on Arrest All Mimics. Uh, really cool, really been supporting the show in a, in a myriad of ways. Go and check out their blog. They're running all sorts of really cool features on on various creatives in, uh, using print, and it's really kind of exciting stuff that, that they're on with. And they're providing us with a, uh, with a print story every episode um, to support Arrest All Mimics, so thanks to those guys. Uh, and talking about today's show, uh, we've got Deco Public who are coming up, who are running... Um, Awesome project in the Markham Bay area on creative regeneration, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, so Deco Public delivers cultural festivals and creative projects, including a, a brilliant one called Vintage by the Sea in Markham at the amazing uh, Midland Hotel. Um, go and look into that further. Really amazing stuff. Uh, you know, they've got singing, dancing, uh, vintage music, like swing going on in the foyer. There's drinks, there's food, there's everyone dressing up, really getting into the spirit. And it's a really beautiful event. So if you haven't been there, you really should go and check that out. It's worth going to just check out the middle in its own right. But what Deco Public are doing there is is, is tremendous stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I chatted to them about this project. And it, uh, as it turns out, I told them about Printed.com coming on board on the show. And it turns out, lo and behold, they're a regular customer. Um, so essentially, Deco Public have a lot of cool um, printed material done for all their, all their events. Um, we've got the street party coming up um, in... Morecambe and us on saturday the 30th of july which is going to be an awesome local event to kind of crown everything that we're going to be talking about today uh, just just culture and creativity out on the streets getting people to come and take part uh, providing it for free for young people and the rest of the community uh, i'll be doing a workshop and a little illustration drawing workshop down there about the local kind of overlooked items in the street in keeping with my know what i mean series which you can check out in my own portfolio Um, So, yeah, head down, come down. Perfect opportunity to come and see the buzz and see all the amazing artworks that are going to be on show. So that's really cool. So thanks to Printed.com for that. Uh, Really cool to see my listeners and my guests all getting in the mix and supporting such a great printing company, Uh, go and check them out. All sorts of great great finishes on the products. Uh, You know, large-scale, small-scale, booklets, uh, fold-out, you name it, it's there, go and use them. Really cool stuff. Use them for all my own stuff, especially for this show. Uh, For the promo material, really good recycled quality stock, so it keeps my conscience at ease, so it's really good stuff. <laughs> so, um, so as about today's guest, like I say, Deco Publique have essentially run this awesome project. As I mentioned, they're a company that delivers cultural festivals and creative projects um, in Morecambe and around the Lancashire area. So, as a kid growing up, I felt, you know, a pure sense of magic going to the seaside, and something happened over the years, um, mainly kind of cheap travel to Europe. Uh, you know, EasyJet, Jet2, Ryanair. We all use those companies now. They're really great. But what's happened, the flip side of that, is that these places have become a little run down, a little unloved as time's gone by. Essentially, a lot of the normal, you know, a lot of the northern ones, you know, you talk about Blackpool, about Morecambe. Still really cool, still visually striking, but there's just a little feeling that it's not, you know, we can't provide the weather in this country. I don't know what the reasons are. We're going to talk about that on today's show. But essentially, um, Deco Public have been running an incredible project, um, so I'm going to read you a little bit from from the uh, from the press release. So, Street Out on Victoria Street, which is the main retail street in Morecambe, was commissioned by the Morecambe Porters Pilot Town Team. Uh, a partnership involving local businesses, Morecambe Town Council and Lancaster and District Chamber of Commerce. So the team successfully bid for £100,000 of the Porters Pilot funding in 2012. So we'll talk about that a little later in the show, about the Porters Pilot stuff, and you can go and read up on that for further details. Uh, And essentially the Porters Pilot funding aimed to assist towns in regeneration of the high streets, primarily through the increase of footfall. The town team appointed a locally based company, Deco Public, uh, producers of Markham's Vintage by the Sea, as I mentioned earlier, uh, to produce the Town Team's final project. So, over the last four years, the Town Team's been delivering kind of you know different projects to assist businesses in central Markham. Uh, you know the market's contribution of five thousand pounds in enhanced signing in the town, uh, in partnership with Lancaster City Council, uh, supporting local festivals including the Carnival, Chinese Festival, Markham Food and Drink Festivals which all aim to encourage people to visit the town, uh, looking at a different angle now that we don't have the weather. And, and um, So the, the, the part of the project that I want to look at is the street art on Victoria Street, which I was a part of creating a, a mural. And the focus for the town team's funding was uh, the Victoria Street area. So as because the reason being this street linked to the traditional town centre and the Market Central Drive shopping area. So the aim of the street art is to link... The other artwork projects, which are uh, you know, which are taking place in Morecambe and encourage more visitors to to come and feel like you know, like you know what it's like. You walk down the street, you see an awesome mural, and you go, oh, "That's pretty cool." It's you know, it's inspiring stuff. It plants ideas. Uh, maybe just on the very least scale, it just makes you think, "This is cool." I, you know, I want to be around here. It's a cool place to hang out, have a coffee, go and shop, go just knock around and meet the local people. So, um, so following the commissioning of Deco Public for this project, there. Uh, they work with artists from Morecambe, of course, locally. London, Manchester, Kendall, Sheffield to produce Victoria Street Press. story being that the Victoria Street Press ran for over 100 years until 2014. Just think about that, over 100 years. Um, so, of course, Victoria Street Press was based on Victoria Street and and the whole idea with the newspaper and celebrating the local heritage was that um, this is a love letter to that newspaper and, and the town and the local culture, so... Um, Absolutely amazing stuff. So without further ado, I'm going to uh, take you to a three inspiring days that I spent in Morecambe talking to all the people involved um, just to give you a little window, a little insight into what creativity can do in kind of town regeneration and something we're probably going to have to look at in the wake of Brexit. So really exciting stuff, really inspiring, and I hope you find that the case too. So hit us up on the Twitter at arrests on the mix. Uh, facebook.com forward slash rest on the mix and rest on the mix at gmail.com. So, Deco Public, they're the company that's creatively kind of running this project, you know, right through from the murals to liaising with the artists, bringing in the right designers to make this happen. So, I wanted to chat to, to Eleanor, who I was working with on the mural for the project. So, I met her on the first evening I arrived in Morecambe and I met at Eleanor's house and we talked with Kate Drummond also, who um, is one of the designers I was working with on the mural. So I wanted to get the perspective of you know how Deco Public was running this project, the challenges they faced, dealing with local people, and it's a huge challenge. And I just you know I wanted to learn a little bit more about that. So there's no better place to kick off with than with those guys. So you find me with Kate and Eleanor uh, around Eleanor's house on the first night of my trip to Markham. I suppose tell us about your role on the project, Kate then. What am um, I doing? Well, I've
1: yeah. got. I'm just. I'm doing some, this sort of typography on some of the walls. Yeah. So the one that you're drawing. Yeah. And um, there's another wall that's more kind of based about the sands and the seas around the bay. Mm-hmm. So it's like a nature, nature and fishing okay. and stuff yeah. like that. So, and there's another artist who's done. She's a spray painter, isn't she? So yeah. she's going to be spraying like the illustrative parts and then mm. there's sort of text inside yeah. the work. So that'll be part. So it's kind of integrated into somebody yeah. else's illustrations, so yeah. and hopefully, sort of my it'll integrate into your. Yeah. So there's a lot of, sort of
0: collaboration on your part, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I yeah. guess we're working together. I already, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Well, so, what's your background? Are you a graphic designer?
1: Um, I studied lots. I studied at Glasgow at the art school, okay. and I did fine art, but I did um, photography and painting and print. Okay. And yeah. then I after. Few years I did an MA, but that uh, that was in interactive media. Yeah. So that was a long time. That was kind of That's at cool. the start of the internet, basically. Yeah. Okay. And That's so 100%. I did a lot of work in London for design agencies, and I worked at the BBC quite a lot. Okay. And um, okay. and then I sort of worked for my. I sort of started working for myself, really, just freelancing.
0: So and are you local to Morecambe? I live in Morecambe. Yeah. Are yeah. you from from um, here originally?
1: Not no. I grew no. up in Central Lancashire, uh-huh. but I moved to Morecambe about. Eleven years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From Brighton. Yeah. And then um, well I lived, I lived in Glasgow, London and Brighton and then yeah. moved here. Okay, cool. Yeah. And getting further and further away yeah. <laughs> from civilization. No, it's I'm not really a joking. bad thing, is it? No, it gets a lot way. <laughs>
0: yeah. But I like the seaside you see. Yeah. I like being seaside. Seaside's the sea. beautiful, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think that's why this is quite endearing because you see so many seaside towns kind of get a bit run down over the years and it's really exciting to see people starting to actually consciously make the effort to to turn that around, you know, yeah. especially yeah. with something as exciting as this with multimedia, you know, different artistic disciplines going on. Mm. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I think it's, it's really exciting to be a part of it. And do we, can you just give us a little rundown, I wonder, of the sort of, so Deco Public's your com- company, right? With yeah, Lauren.
2: Deco Public's my company with my business partner and, um, good friend, best friend, Lauren Zavadsky. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've been working together for about four years. And the main thing we do, I guess, is produce festivals, one of which is Vintage by the Sea in Morecambe, which we started with an aim of bringing something to Morecambe that would um, make fe- people feel great when they're here and have mm. a kind of fantastic experience while they're um, in this resort and, and on the seafront. Um, and one of the projects that we did in 2013, no sorry, 2014, um, was an Arts Council funded project where we produced two pieces of street art with Kate, who's one of the artists on the project, and we made um, two pieces of art that kind of um, used really uplifting messages to say something fantastic about Morecambe. Mm. One of them was painted on an old electricity substation and it says triple light fantastic, and one Mm. of them is painted on a, on a derelict toilet block next to <laughs> um, what was the 1930s um, Lido that was called the Super Swimming Stadium. And we wanted to, I guess, uh, improve the aesthetic quality of those two buildings, which are situated right on the seafront on a kind of key location for people walking past. Mm. And we wanted to do that as a legacy of the Vintage Festival Um, So that the festival isn't something that drops in and drops out on one weekend, but we're having a kind of really positive impact that's longer lasting. And that project led us into the Porters project, which is the street art that now Kate and myself and lots of other people are involved with. So in terms of Deco Public, we're producing the work. So we're working with a range of artists and collaborating across six sites to Mm. produce six pieces of pretty varied public art that tell heritage stories about Morecambe Bay. That was our brief. Mm. And so we've interpreted that um, and developed a creative idea around it based on heritage stories that mainly we've kind of mined from the local newspaper um, archive, but we've also got lots of stories from the general public.
0: Mm. I, think it's fa- I think it's fascinating, because it, it's funny there when you uh, say, I mean, we went this morning and had a coffee like at the Midland Hotel, which is anyone who's mm. not seen that really is worth the visit to, to see, like... It's Just incredible building, isn't it? And mm. but the view out that window onto the seafront is really kind of with the music going on in the cat in the cafe like by the bar, it just transports you to a different yeah. era. And <laughs> instead of looking out and seeing what might have been sort of grotty just blocks yeah. of concrete, suddenly you're seeing this. and I, I think yeah. it's been really well done, these works of art with with the sort of deco type faces. Yeah. And like you said, the sort of triple light like, fantastic, yeah, it's incredible. And it's what everything you want to buy into when you come to us, you don't want to come. And no disrespect to sort of the pound shops, but you, that's not that's not what it should be about. It's kind of, it's almost like they're indicative of towns that have maybe just dropped off a little bit. I mean, I see it in most small towns I go to, like high streets peppered with cash generator and uh, cash converter and all that stuff. And it's just really inspiring to see a kind of throwback to that era, but actually done with contemporary artists who live local who care about the place and to see the facelift it gives it. And when you look out, it just, it, it adds to everything mm-hmm. and it really kind of, it just does something positive, I think, to yeah. the environment around. They have it. been
2: really well, really received, well they? received. Yeah, Brilliant I mean, people embraced. have their. Yeah. We've seen so many people, people have, the have their wedding pictures taken because they get married at the Midlands or yeah. they have their reception at the Midlands, and then they walk back onto the prom and have their wedding photographs taken in front of the signs that yeah. either say "Take the Plunge" or "Trip Like Fantastic," which quite appropriate <laughs> on your wedding yeah. Day. It's amazing. But they, and we've yeah. seen school children lined Loads up in kids, front of them on yeah. like, kids' trips oh, and visits so- and people um, the hashtag we use is fantastic Morecambe Brilliant. so yeah. if you, you, we can kind of track that a little bit and see how many people have, have used it and it just mm. creates a this is a really nice backdrop for a photograph which yeah. wasn't our intention but inadvertently it creates a fantastic yeah. result because people yeah. are inclined to document yeah. it and be there well, and that I mean,
0: sorry to jump in but like this is, I mean, like you go up anywhere I sort of mentioned earlier in one of my chats like you got Berlin you got New York wherever how many people do you see stood in front of a cool piece of street yeah. art and taking a photograph or going out of their way or stopping on their tracks? and they were, You know, whatever it is, it just enlivens the imagination yeah. a little bit. So if if that's only the entry point, then it brings people to those landmarks, actually, and, and gives them a reason to go there to take that picture. Yeah. And then to who knows where they go after that. Maybe they go and buy a drink in the middle and then help their business. Mm. Maybe they go into town to see the other pieces of artwork that are going to be coming as part of this project. And the hope is that... You know, for example, the one on Colin's Barber Shop. They'll go and get their haircut or a shave yeah. afterwards. You know, I yeah. walk yeah. up the street and find whatever the next thing is, and I just. And also, would I mean, would you agree that on a subconscious level, that it kind of, it's just, it's something more. It's brighter. It's colourful on a really sort of simple level. But actually, I think that registers somewhere and maybe that's the catalyst for someone going off and doing their thing and and starting a chain reaction.
2: I think it Mm. makes people feel better about being there and makes people feel better about what they can see and what their experience is. If they see something really beautiful or really fun or something humorous, something um, really interesting to look at, then I think it probably does change your experience Mm. and change your view of that location. I mean, even if people didn't like it, then then there's a question raised about what they think about it yeah. if they uh, so it's it's kind of asking people to engage with the location in yeah. a way that they wouldn't have done if it wasn't there and i also think it yeah. it sends a message that somebody is doing something that matters to them in that location. Yeah. So it kind of sends out a message that's about positive change and um, people using creativity to make a difference. And yeah. that's what we're hoping to achieve on Victoria Street. So yeah. the kind of the brief there for us from the um, Mary Porter's town team was to create six pieces of street art that told stories about Morecambe's heritage. Um, and we have done that, but we've done that in, in some ways quite obviously and in some ways quite. Um, through more abstract pieces but they all feel I think quite contemporary even mm. if the subject is about a heritage story it's done yeah. maybe using um, graffiti or um, where you, there's a mosaic artist yeah. creating pieces of work and so I think it'll help that place feel more mm. relevant and actually what people feel at the moment is that there's not enough footfall there or there isn't enough money being spent there or that people have ignored it and that people only are interested in the promenade and they don't go back to Victoria Street to spend money with the retailers. And this will show that actually there is investment and there are people who want to do something positive in that environment particularly because yeah. Morecambe, you know, it is relatively easy to get people to come and see how beautiful the promenade is and, and mm. go and see the sunset and go to the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. nice venues. But, you know, it's harder to get people to walk back from the promenade. Even though it's only a step away, it's parallel to the prom, but it's,
0: yeah.
2: um, it, it's not somewhere a tourist would venture. Yeah. And hopefully... Giving them this might draw people back a little bit,
0: yeah, mm. I mean like well, okay, I suppose specifically you being from Brighton it's uh, what I like <laughs> about um what I like about sort of British seaside towns is there isn't a there isn't a uniform thing, everyone has got its own quite unique cultural heritage yeah. um and I mean, I've only visited Brighton for the first time recently since I've moved to London, but for, for example, the lanes and the amazing sort of panorama of you know unique shops and yeah. um, boutiques and all that stuff. And as we said there, the seafront, you, you, everyone knows about the lanes, so you actually do delve a little deeper. And I like the idea that actually this is happening in Morecambe now when people yeah. are starting to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, I think in know, many ways
1: in Brighton, you can kind of go to Brighton and not really even go to the seafront because even, there's so much to do before you even get there. And a lot of the, especially in the North Lanes, there's so many brilliant shops Yeah. and places to, like, root around in it's, and look yeah, at. Yeah, it's and a little mecca The seafront, it's, yeah... It's it's funny, isn't it? So it would be quite good to kind of yeah. I think yeah. if you can, with all these other ones, maybe there'll be hopefully some kind of trail or map or yeah like something that people can I think be a really use on their way, phone to like look, way to walk make around. Sure, like, yeah, and I it's pulling yeah. people into different different parts. Of yeah, because there's a loads of there's brilliant streets even further up, isn't there? like Pedestrian Queen Street. Yeah, mm. they're you know exactly. they're little and they could they could be more lazy, I suppose, if they... Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like
2: how you you market it, because when we had the Vintage Festival the year before last, a couple from Brighton came to stay, and they booked Mm. one of the hotels in the West End, and they... um, They created a blog post afterwards about their experience of the Vintage Festival and they had gone around the west end of Morecambe and photographed all the things that they thought were interesting and on this blog it looked absolutely fantastic so it was the antique shops, the Mm -hmm. interesting lanes, the independent stores and from their perspective Morecambe was a vibrant creative place but it's because they're seeing it perhaps from a different point of view. But I think if we can guide people to certain areas, so the idea to have an art trail, I think, is one of the portest aspirations mm. to try to encourage people, obviously, to visit the Eric Morecambe statue, which people know yeah. and love, but then to go and see maybe the other artworks that we've produced on the promenade yeah. mm. and then go back to Victoria Street. There's also another piece of work which is um, which Kate also co-delivered or co-produced um, with Shane Johnston which was um, the recreation of a ghost sign which was the old Palladium Cinema which Brilliant. is also on the prom and is yeah, kind of right on, opposite Eric, isn't it? Right <laughs> opposite Eric yeah. and is another fantastic piece yeah. so there's there's lots going on and lots kind of emerging so mm. I think the idea of creating some sort of trail would work really well mm. what's
0: nice and almost ironic about that is this this sort of in some respects, I mean, technology has probably got a lot to answer for in in that there's been this decline in British seaside towns. In that it's now way cheaper perhaps to go on EasyJet or Ryanair to go to the continent. So, but now coming full circle, it's almost like technology has come back in to create this innately positive thing. In that you can use apps and you know uh, technological advances in artwork and creativity to so suddenly go With a whole different angle and, and start this whole project, I find that quite intriguing, you know. It's almost like the very thing that's caused this probably mm-hmm. an issue in the first place or had a cat, you know, been a bit of catalyst to that is now, you know, it's back but in a whole different way. And actually, now someone can go on their phone and go, Well, there's that there, there's this artwork over there. And mm-hmm. I think that's something you know, it's really interesting. That, yeah,
2: if we can utilize this kind yeah. of digital tools to, to yeah. enhance what we're doing, then we definitely it's definitely it's like right Google file. Street Art, wasn't the yeah, yeah, where there I found that, there. Yeah.
1: you can register your. We,
2: should, we need to do that. Yeah, I you can think. register your street art on a Google Map. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Here, Somebody was talking yeah, about this uh, recently.
0: So it's yeah. all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really. And that's again, that's that's a funny thing to me because I know that this is a very local thing, but you know, and where some people might sort of question, like for example, my own involvement being for you know based in London at the minute. I don't necessarily say that's a bad thing on the basis that I would come here and you know most years as a kid on holiday with my parents and have this. I mean, amazing time, you know. As a child, you just see things like the fairgrounds and then the aquariums and whatever else that you, that you sort of get in the arcades. And it's all really kind of amazing. And then I get my grandparents' stories about like the old wrestling and things like that. And then actually, I sort of grow up and, and get right, you know, get really into the wrestling and working for the WWE. And then come back to Markham and I learn all these things for the first time. So that all the the things we're depicting in this mural, for example, John McGuinness the wrestling, the divers. It's been an amazing journey for me to kind mm-hmm. of actually sit down and read into all this stuff and see it beyond those things that you see as a kid, just the very obvious things that are in your face. Mm-hmm. And actually then I'll learn a bit more about the history. But the thing is I've come here today and met all these amazing people around Markham and kind of delved into all that side of it. I'm going to go away like really kind of invigorated on a new level as to what I was before. you know, Seeing John McGinnis with bikes and you know, seeing the, the Midland again and all these new pieces of artwork. I'm going to shout about this, you know, this is going to be on my social media, talking to people, <laughs> whether whether it's in London or in Yorkshire, where I'm from. And the hope is that that word gets around and people get equally excited and want to go and see that because they've seen it shared elsewhere and it creates a conversation, whereas if it's 100% contained locally, mm. does that not defeat the object of, of attracting people externally to Morecambe? Surely, yeah, definitely. You know, I think,
1: I think so. the part of the whole, like we sort of, there's a group that we've formed called the the like Malcolm Artist Colony we are trying to support each other as artists here and creative people but equally it's about bringing people in as Mm, well because that's really important it's really important to get people to come here and also to get People
0: to talk about having been here. Of course it is, yeah. So I mean, I would hazard a guess that not a lot of young people now from outside of, let's say, Lancashire wouldn't even know about the the Midland, which is kind of criminal because mm. it's probably a rare monument now. I don't, I don't imagine there are many places left in this there's country the, that are preserved to that degree.
1: There's the Midland, and there's like the Bexhill Pavilion, isn't there? And I think there's a little hotel somewhere down on the south coast, but it's one of the only Art Deco hotels in think, the whole um, country. Yeah, I mean, people the in.
2: The Midland Hotel is kind of the jewel in Morcombe's crown, I guess, at the moment, and people do do travel to come and see it, and it's widely mm, known. I think that particular cities like Manchester, there's lots of bookings from people in Manchester who still like to come to Morecambe, Yeah. But the whole idea of the project, of the of the street art project, and of the vintage festival, is that we create a. Um, um, a fantastic environment for people to live here in. to give them amazing yeah. things to do and to see, and to, to inspire some, people. Something yeah. great to do with friends and family. But additionally to that, and equally as important, is to bring more tourists, visitors of like out of the United States. Yeah. And so. To do that, mm. we've got to kind of make ourselves relevant to people outside of what is
3: quite a small mm. town.
0: And we headed round to uh, to meet Christine Stebbin, and Christine is the chair of the Morecambe town team. So I wanted to go and chat to her and find out about the, the Portis pilot uh, initiative, which was a huge project run by Mary Portis. Um, hoping to work with retailers and, and improve local high streets. So I wanted to chat to Christine about how uh, about the inner workings and the mechanics of carrying out a project like this, you know, and um, you know the local pride, uh, attracting visitors back to town. So we went and met her at Eric's Cafe uh, on the seafront. Are you local, Christine? From local
4: Yes. Um, I, although I don't live here at the moment. Um, my heart's in Malcolm. Yeah. My children are Sangronans, born in Queen yeah. Victoria Hospital. I want to
0: just learn about that term. Can you explain that for, just for the listeners, Sangronans?
4: Sangronans. Sangronans, you have to be actually born in and preferably Paulson Yeah. And uh, yeah, Thora Heard is a sangrealer.
0: Okay, yeah. And am I right in thinking she sort of coined the term, or was that was that long before Thora? Oh,
4: I'm sure it was around before Thora. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But she's got
4: it in her book She got it in her autobiography. Brilliant. Mm. And
0: um, and so can you just tell us a little bit about your role um, on the sort of regeneration project that's going on at the moment?
4: Porters. Yeah, Yeah. I'm the chair. Um, I've been involved from day one. We got the money way back in 2012, 100k. And um, I was vice chair at that time and then became chair um, 18 months ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so we have regular meetings. We've now got... um, a slim down committee because we had quite an unwieldy committee originally and mm. so we now got uh, got about eight members
0: yeah how did the project come about you know I mean
4: originally um it was Mary Porters the sort of shopping street the shopping guru I mean um, there've been quite a few problems about Mary um, and it was to regenerate the yeah. high street Our project's a bit different in that the street that was picked, and I wasn't involved pre to us getting the money, um, the street that's picked, Victoria Street, isn't a high street. It hasn't got any empty shops as such. There's the odd unit here and there, but it it isn't like a traditional high street. And so it didn't fit the pattern. And uh, we had lots and lots of discussions about that. And it was agreed that we could widen it out, this was in consultation with the Communities and Local Government representative Lisa Durkin, we could widen it out to the town and at that point we sort of stepped up a gear and we've now got a website, Morrie Morecambe, we've now got branding, My Morecambe Branding. And um, really the the sort of the jewel in the crown is the art street which um, when it came about we thought that is something we can do on Victoria Street. There are lots of sort of walls and places where we, we can have our displays and um, yeah we're looking well it's exciting we're looking
0: forward yeah. to it being
4: completed
0: I just think I think it's really exciting that this is happening on a national scale you know and I've seen this happening over some years now and I've been Keithley originally in West Yorkshire and it's indicative of a lot of other small towns where there are a lot of empty units and there is almost a sort of abandonment feel to some areas and I think that's mm. really sad and, and I think that's what happens when people can't afford to keep occupying shops and mm. um, and spaces and I think it kind of sets a, a negative mentality that, that tends to spread. I think this kind of projects, the hope is that, that it can sort of go the other direction and by planting these seeds and sort of new exciting things that, that hopefully it will turn the tide and that people will start to become proud again, and, and actually, you know, spark ideas from from local people to sort of to carry the ball, so sort to of speak, and continue with that. I think.
4: Well, it's it's like a spiral because yeah. once you get an area that tends to look run down, then people don't want to visit it, so they don't yeah. feel safe at night, and it's a downward spiral. And what we hope to do is to like you say, increased pride in the area, if we can get people involved, and Mm. we've had public consultation about about the Art Street, what should go in there, and we've taken that on board, if we can get visitors to come to the area, it all helps with footfall, Mm. with the extra footfall, areas start to feel more comfortable to be in, and people want to invest in, in, in the area, yeah.
0: I think so, I think without a doubt, I mean, would it be fair to say that sort of in, you know since the likes of uh, cheap airlines and, and things have surely had a negative impact on seaside towns where people might have at one point chosen for their holiday as opposed to somewhere on the continent for example i guess there's a loss of revenue from the likes of tourism and, and that kind of thing coming in so you have to look more locally in reactivating People and actually setting something there to attract people—that's not necessarily something you can get abroad or go to Tenerife and get, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, celebrating the, the the sporting achievements, the cultural prowess of a town. You know, the the, the sort of things from within. I guess.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: you know.
4: Yeah, and that's really why it's it's. Quite relevant the the uh, theme of the art street is Victoria Press, and we did have um, a local newspaper on the street until quite recently mm. uh, the visitor newspaper um, and that's one of two newspapers that have been based on that street um, and and what the visitor newspaper are very good at is reporting local issues yeah. so we've got sport we've got entertainment. Uh, we've got the lovely views across the bay and all that it will be reflected mm. in the street and so that's relevant to the locals but also the people who are visiting the area.
0: Of course. And yeah. we
4: you know we hope it will be on the sort of tourist map. Yeah. They, co- they come now to see Eric and, and we have paid for some wayfinding signposts so that they've got signage from the Common Art so they'll be able to find the art street. And we hope when they get this circuitous route that you know it increases footfall and yeah. it will help aid generation regeneration I,
0: I, I totally think all things are in place to make that happen um how, how what has local response been have people been receptive to this to the change
4: yes i mean uh, with the public consultation on on the art street um Yes, I think that that is the case. You yeah. know, they've had an input and I think once they start seeing the um, the art yes. appearing, yeah. that, then it, it will really sort of um, set, the, set the scene
0: yeah. because it's
4: very timely because, of course, this year we get the Link Road being opened and I think once people find us, because personally I think we've got to, you know, this, this to me is the place to be yeah. and we've been sort of out on a limb we're no further out on a limb than places like Blackpool yeah. but they, we've been terribly hard to get to and I think once people find us then you know they'll see that there's a reason to come here. we've got the beautiful views and they will see that you know yeah. it is a nice place to and what to is visit. the,
0: just, can you just explain the link road for people who sort of don't know about that
4: the, the link road is uh, a direct link from the motorway, from the M6 motorway. Yeah. So uh, now it will go from Lancaster Junction 34, um, and you will be able to drive straight straight through to Morecambe. Brilliant. And uh, you know, yeah, it, we, we won't have the hold-ups that we have had.
0: Well, that's in it, the past. and it's mutually beneficial for both towns, which mm. is wonderful. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, mm. That sounds. Uh, really kind of inspiring stuff so one of the artists I got that I was lucky enough to talk to was local lad uh, Shane Johnston who he painted up not only his own artwork which is amazing kind of old school fairgrounds um, it's in the church windows right at the head of Victoria Street and it looks absolutely stunning um, the technique is he's used like kind of a metallic reflective uh, style of paint so that you know different points in the day where the sun's out and when the moon's out you get a different effect which is It's really incredible and worth checking out. But Shane also made possible my mural, which I designed, and then Shane's a sign writer by trade, so he projected that onto the wall and did such an amazing and faithful recreation of what I created as one of my traditional illustrations.
5: I I always wanted to be an artist. Mm. Um, When I left school, I did the entrance project, the summer project, um, to get into Lancaster and Morecambe College art course, um, I passed it and I was offered a place, um, but my dad said I've got to get a proper job. Oh, <laughs> well, that old chestnut! <laughs> yeah, and so um, he thought that he, he said, "Can't you hang paper?" He thought, you know, w- wallpaper would be art enough for me. Anyway, that wouldn't do. But he managed to find me. Uh, an apprenticeship with a sign writing company mm. and this would have this was in 1977 and so I spent um, so I began a sign writing apprenticeship where we painted haulage trucks um, we painted signs and hoardings we painted um, big signs of football grounds because at one time um, all the digital signage was painted by hand up on the stands and round the ground. Oh, wow. um, we painted the names on boats. Yeah. Sometimes when sat in a rowing boat next to the boat. All those things we did. And I got a really good grounding in the wonderful art of making letters.
0: Yeah. Did you Did you consider it... You know, and did you find it creative? Did did you sort of consider it an art form or was it more like a job that you happened to learn? It was,
5: yeah, it was, yes. Because I, I, even now, I kind of, I'm still in that group of artists that loves to learn a technique, Mm. loves to study something and research something and learn how to do it. The craft. The craft. Yeah. yeah, and um, and then see what you can do with it.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I think so. Are you so you are from Morecambe right?
5: Yeah, I'm from uh, well, I'm am local. So I've lived in Lancaster. I've lived in Morecambe I was born in Lancaster. My mum was a Morecambe landlady. My dad was a a Lancaster builder. Mm. Um, so local people are local. Uh,
0: the yeah,
5: th- you, you're you're from Yorkshire. I
0: am. Yeah, and, and, coming uh, in in and, uh,
5: and there's a famous rivalry between Lancashire and Yorkshire, yeah. and there's also a famous rivalry between Lancaster and Morecambe. Yeah. Um, but it's the same place to me, mm. and when you know, and to everybody outside this district, it's the same place. Yeah. But it's fantastic because there are. It's such diversity in, in terms of history, mm. in terms of culture. Lancaster um, has history, it has education, it has culture. Morecambe has a different sort of culture because you will have people that work... Because it's an entertainment town in its, in its heyday, you will have people that will do an ordinary a a job a a job like working in a shop or being a fisherman or something like that during the day and then they become a performer or an Mm. entertainer in the evening every every family has has that where people might be sell cockles or, or i'm talking back in the day now sell cockles during the day and then they will have a a novelty dog performing act wow. that will perform at the Winter Gardens in the yeah. evening. And it still exists today. I know today you've been talking to, to the um, motorcycle world champion, right. John McGuinness. Yeah. Not so long ago, John was a cockler and mm. he used to work out on the bay. And all the families and the local families um, have got this mixed... Yeah. And it's this mix of, of performance... And um, and hard work mm. and dangerous work. Yeah. And that's what makes these people in this little town special because they still have that in the families, but it's been lost for a long time, but yeah. it's still there. And every now and again, it just flowers. and Yeah. And it's great that it's still there. And it's part of old England in a way.
0: Well, it is. It's, it's been, you know, is. I've been saying to the people that I've been talking to today that you know, someone who come from a, a small mill, you know, a sort of inland small working mill town, this was, was you said I was magic, it was very much magic to me coming to this town, and you know, um, and, you know, I'll never forget those things, you know, the, everything from the arcade to the graphics, the candy floss to the performances in the evenings, it was a real treat every step of the, the thing, and, you know, you'd go back home and feel like you'd lost something when you went away from it, so mm-hmm. that was a wonderful perspective to come, and then I came back, um, Two or three years ago, and I noticed that you know that things, some things, have closed down, and it, it made me a little sad. And, and then when I found out about this project from Eleanor, it was, you know, to to be a part of that, but to actually come here today and 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 talk to those people locally involved and, and actually get an understanding of what these things mean. For example, John McGuinness, the, all the, the performance heritage in the wrestling, and the diving, and that kind of stuff. There's so much of that sort of you know magic involved. Uh, in it so I guess I mean for you as a local person then this must be a real um, some you know a real project that you've I mean have you really invested in it is it you know is this is something that means something personally to you I
5: guess because I'm I, I've been a, I've worked in public art for almost 30 years I guess now mm. um, and I can remember when I I used to paint the fairground rides when we used to have um, Frontierland oh wow yeah um yeah. And um, and that was a Wild West theme park, and, and when and when those sorts of places go, well, you, you paint signs on a laundrette and you paint signs on a wagon, and um, you never turn down any 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 art or creative work. So I've been waiting. Mm. I've been waiting for
0: this to happen, yeah. um, and so yeah, it's great. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's really really nice really nice story to hear and i am ex- so excited to start seeing this coming coming together so so let's have, I mean some chat out your actual works of art for this I mean so we're sat currently in Shane's kitchen and we're surrounded by panels from a, a installation painting what would you term the work
5: it's um it will do the job of a mural won't it um, but it's been made in a unique way because what I've done is i've, um, I've painted 42 um, almost meter square panels um, of this larger mural and so it's it's all painted and then it will be fitted and, and fixed to the wall
0: when it's done it's wonderful and it's brilliant because it's i mean so it's going in the church windows and the image is it's a, a horse. Um, I mean, give us gives a description of the work because you you know the technique better than me. I Right. Before...
5: Well, well, what we were doing when we, when we were originally planning this this mural, we we looked for obviously we looked we for the the local heritage mm. um, for some inspiration. The church is actually called Saint Lawrence Church, and so. I found that quite interesting and I looked into St. Lawrence and St. Lawrence was quite an interesting character and a character with quite a morbid sense of humour in a way. Um, He was a Roman administrator and um, he was tortured to when he became a Christian martyr and he was tortured um, for his beliefs and what they did was they put him on a griddle they barbecued poor old St. Lawrence and after, the, after, after the, he'd, he'd been not on this, this gridiron um, for a, a time he was asked by his torturers, do you confess or do you give up Christianity? And he says no and it's probably about time you flipped me and turned me over because <laughs> I'm done on the other side and so he was defiant until the end. And that is kind of typical of the Morecambe Attitude, yeah. in a way, defiant until the end. We look like we're down, but um, defiant to the, And I liked the idea of flipping and spinning, and I, th- I was thinking of dancers and waltzes. And so we did focus on the fairground element. What I wanted to do was, we were to use the fairground element and... Um, The church overlooks where a fairground was originally. What we've got here is we've got two large uh, Georgian Gothic shaped church windows. The church is derelict and it's been derelict for decades. And so what I wanted to do is using fairground arts because the church overlooks where one of the old fairgrounds used to be. We used to have two fairgrounds in Morecambe. And what I wanted to do is, I was, I've, I love stained glass. And I thought, well, if I can manage to create, because no, nobody ever uses that building. The building is only viewed from the outside. And I thought, wouldn't it be good to do kind of like an inside out mm. stained glass window? And so um, I, created, I created 42 panels which I could fix to the outside of the hoarding. And if I could manage to get them to glow in the sun, as the sun moved across the sky, it would create a lovely shimmering stained glass effect that would be seen from the outside of the building rather than the inside of the building. Mm -hmm. And so um, I revived um, a special fairground technique, which is called flamboyant painting. And that's where you paint with coloured lacquers over a metal leaf ground. And then the sun or the light when it when it when it reflects when it reflects off the metal leaf through these wonderful colours gives you that strange magical shimmering effect that you only ever see at the fairground when the lights are flashing mm. and Tell stars playing. Yeah. And you can smell the hot dogs. Yeah. And the screaming and there's this sense of romance and yeah. glamour and yeah. menace. And um, it's it's a it's an atmosphere that um, I've I'm all I'm just always drawn to and um, and I love this technique because for me it is a, a kind of urban English industrial folk art um, and there isn't
0: enough of it the mural that I worked on with Shane Johnston uh, who painted that up onto the wall was painted onto the side of Colin Browns the ha- local hairdresser on Victoria Street so I wanted to go and talk to Colin about what it meant to to him to have such a huge dominant artwork featuring John McGuinness the the local hero who's uh, the TT like a time trial racer he's I believe the best in the world or certainly was the best in the world, one or the other, but he's amazing and he's set so many world records. Um, so I wanted to go and chat to, to Colin about what that meant to him as one of the local retailers running a business on the street and you know the involvement he's had himself.
6: Yeah, It was, it was one of the meetings, one of the town team meetings and it was just somebody who mentioned street art. Mm. Um, I forget the girl's name, Tracy. And it just lit something in the back of my head. I thought, oh, yeah. what a good idea. Because I'd seen Bristol street art on, on the internet, yeah. Thought, wow, and then she just put this idea, and we, we came up with sculptures, things, and then obviously the, the paintings on walls. So I thought, Yeah, we'll go with that, yeah. And that was really it. It was just somebody in, uh, who wasn't really involved, but they, they just threw this yeah. comment in, yeah. And it just, yeah, wow.
0: yeah. It's exciting, it's been a really exciting project for me to work on because I'm, I'm a big sports fan, and just for listeners, me always going to be a sports theme. And, and of course, the large focus is going to be on John McGuinness, who's a bit of a local, local lad, done well yeah. in TT racing, right? So, yeah, you a sports fan yourself. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. support
6: local football team. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely used to play for the local team of cricket. He should not Morecambe. Yeah, but um, yeah, love me sport. Yeah, but, um, also a big fan of John's, obviously because of who he is. Yes, yeah. a typical Morecambe lad. Yeah, and uh, promotes Morecambe, and. Yeah. He's, he's, he's incredible, is that guy? What he does? You know, well, massive I mean, respect.
0: I have to admit, a lot until the job came about was, was I aware, I knew his name, but I've never been, I've never followed racing really. I, I like a lot of sports, but I've never really taken an interest in racing. So when well, you see what he does. Jeez. Oh, I've, I've been doing a lot of reading, on, and I'm going to meet him this afternoon, which is really exciting. You um, have to meet someone who's as much of a master of what he does. Oh, is that guy well, it's such cutting
6: edge stuff, though, isn't it? I mean, you get it wrong.
0: Yeah. Oh god, yeah, I'm mean, gonna let him do the talking. Oh, yeah. thing. I don't want I know. He is brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs>
6: like I said, and I thought it's it was another game another person of mine that mentioned why don't we go for a school tour with John McGinnis because the likes of uh, Joey Dunlop's got one in um, Isle of Man. Yeah. I thought yeah, well, if, let's us do something before Isle of Man takes. Yeah. Because he's so well known over there, and um, yeah, ideally it would have been great to have a school tour of him. Yeah. i successful Eric is lyricies. looking at his
0: resume. Sure I'll come to pass one day. One day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, So it's, I mean, as a, so as a local businessman is this sort of something that's quite exciting for you, do you think it can bring benefits in that respect to, to, to sort of widen up the place visually? Well yeah because
6: going back to the Bristol street art, it's, it's quite disturbing some of it, it's quite scary, Yeah, it's, it's thought-provoking yeah. and Morecambe Promenade is what everything's all about, beautiful, vintage, Victorian yeah. heritage sort of thing, so why not a street back, do something that gets people thinking?
0: And well, I think I think that's a big part of what what tends. Would it be fair to say that you know, let when towns have been like let go, is that fair? I mean, when towns tend to get a little bit more run down than they once were, do you think that there's an apathy that creeps into people thinking? You know, I mean,
6: Ben, I've been on this street thirty years, yeah, and it's it, it creeps into me big style Yeah, you know, I look at a building like that every day. Yeah, and I mean, we eventually
0: accepted it, and we shouldn't. We're sitting opposite an old club that's that's kind of just it's very derelict by the look of it. and you know, I mean and that's that's part of that's one of the artworks that's gonna be on that building, right? It's not gonna
2: be on that building, but that building has been bought by a developer who's hoping to transform it into a kind of creative studio space and exhibition that's right. centre. Yeah. But um that's that's taken a long time to Yeah. But I also happen, know we'd
6: actually speak to Nick at the owner yeah. that he would be hoping to have things put on there. You know, he's he's yeah. he's as keen as anybody. Yeah. Again, he's a young guy, young thinking. Yeah. And um yeah, it's just, yeah, going back to the apathy thing, I've yeah. been in the 30 years, I've seen it good. I've seen yeah. more than really good.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I've I got a soft spot. I've come in on numerous holidays as a kid from Keith with my parents, and, and it, it's so exciting, and I've and very fond memories of that. And then a few years back, I came back just by chance with a friend, and I was quite shocked with all and the amount of things oh. that have closed on the front, and a lot of empty buildings. And, and It's um, heartbreaking. It's sad, yeah. It um, is, it
6: really is. You know, it's... Um, as I say to my kids what we used to be, you know, what used to be going on in this, this town when we first moved here forty years ago. Mm. It's the best place to be, spectacular. Yeah. And look at it now, yeah, the promenade is beautiful. That, that, that invites a certain type of people. Yeah. But this idea, the artwork thing, to me would start to mm. invite a different type.
0: You know, yeah. that's, why can't we have two different types of people? You know, well, so. I mean, I just think, you know, you look at things like, okay, a lot you mentioned Bristol as Banksy there. It just, it awakens the mind a little bit. And certainly for me, when I was at uni and studying, and to see that, you know, people referencing the things that angered me, whether it was in the news, and to actually take that and do something positive that's in a public setting, I, I think it gets other people thinking. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people with creative talent and might not even ever realise that. But by seeing this stuff on a daily basis around, hopefully there's inspiration in that. Exactly,
6: I totally agree with what you say there, because it, it inspires and sort of brings out the, like, the people you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Would definitely get an opinion of it. Um one of the um when, when we had one of the meetings, I won't say the names, but one of the older chaps there, who must be to his seventies, I said I said I tried to phrase it, I said, I want people to come down skip and street, look up and go, Whoa! Yes. What's that? I said, I want to scare people to a yeah. certain extent. And you got this apathy in the meeting, oh it's more coming. It's all got good noise. It's that's right, we've got to think like that. Yeah. Go back to um Hearst, Damien Hearst, that sculpture in Ilfracombe. Yeah. That is at times it's horrific, but at times it's spectacular. Yeah. But it's changed Ulfrico. Yeah. It's, it's it's something that's just a bit of the out of the box thinking. You know, let's go for it. Well, and then
0: again, then. there's a tipping point that happens because once enough people catch on and start to follow suit, then someone's going to start somewhere. Yeah, that's it. And then you know you look around and you look at places like New York, which, uh, Berlin, that are famous for sort of graffiti and street art culture, and um, that's got to start somewhere. Yeah. And I'm sure that rises. At some point, I'm sure that rolls out of, of a down period as well. So. You and know. This is when I was
6: guilty of googling you last night.
0: <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Absolutely, think, it's, yeah. ex- it's exciting for me because I have a soft spot for place, places like this. And there's a kid, it's magical and you don't want to see that lost.
6: Get a little bit too twee, too too um, chintzy about things in Morecambe. It's, oh, man, it, it it really does get you down. When you think, oh come on, someone grabs the nettle, let's go for it. Yeah. Let's do something different. Yeah. Let's start something.
0: I thought it was important to talk about the role of the modern shopping centre, because I think a lot of these places have become quite soulless, so I wanted to find out what the role was of the Arndale in Morecambe, um, knowing that Wayne Hemingway was actually rebranding and giving it a beautiful new look that was you know, visually accurate to the seaside culture, um, and how they could better use community events, I wanted to talk about the impact of Wayne's work, um, and the role of New River Retail, who'd taken over the Arndale, so I met up with Sue in the Arndale, in the offices, and we talked about all that stuff. OK.
3: Well, I uh, manage the Arndale Centre yeah. um, here in Morecambe. And um, as part of that role, I'm really keen that the centre is seen as um, really integrated in the town, the community within the town, and the business, um, mm. you know, all the business sort of aspects as well, really. Um, I think that the centre has a a wider part to play, really, in supporting the community and supporting um, Morecambe Town Council um, in the regeneration, really, of Morecambe Town Centre. Um, The centre has, I think it's quite different, really, from from some of the other shopping centres in the area. In Mm. that, obviously, we've got the massive advantage of the indoor malls which are perfect for hosting events mm. um, and also running community uh, yeah. engagement-type uh, initiatives as well. So that is a massive advantage, really. I think the sighting of this, of the centre right in the heart of Morecambe Town, mm. town Centre, you know, near the promenade, um, from that perspective, it, you know, this, there are there's an awful lot going for the centre, really, and I think the um, potential for the centre... To um, to run events, to really get involved in sport in the community is absolutely there. Mm.
0: And it sounds like it, I'm, I'm, as a sort of creator myself, I'm quite excited about uh, Wayne's work. You know, yes. the, the proposed yeah. uh, sort of redesign, I guess, yeah. of the of the entrance, yeah. and and I think you think it's important to you know with a fresh look and and mm-hmm. if it's visually exciting, you think that will sort of help to inspire people to start to view it a little differently, yeah. as opposed to just a place that's functional.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely the aspiration of New River Retail, who um, bought the centre in, in, towards the end of 2014. Um, I think for me, obviously, you don't need to walk very far. Morecambe feels um, unloved, really. I mm. think, you know, there has been probably a lack of investment over a significant period of time now. Uh, there's massive opportunity at the moment, there has been I think a growing uh, hope um, growing initiatives um, over the last few years, probably about the last three or four years and I think certainly looking forward to 2016-17 there's massive investment coming into the area mm. um, so we've got the new road, we've got um, all sorts of initiatives going on up in Heisham, there's now talk of the you know, Bay um, Barrage and all sorts of stuff. So, you know, loads and loads of opportunity, I think, in the future now. In terms of the partnership, the design partnership that uh, New River entered into with, with Hemingway Design, Wayne Hemingway is obviously a local lad um, and has a very keen interest in has done fabulous stuff with the Vintage Festival. Um, and I do think that that was quite an inspired. Um, uh, sort of initiative really of, of New River to engage Wayne because of his local roots But so he's got an interest in making the centre uh, you know as appealing and as dynamic and mm-hmm. as uh, sort of uh, interesting really as, as possible the, the way that that's going really I think the centre yes you know it will look so different, the end of this year the end of 2016 the centre itself will be completely different to Mm. the look it's got at the moment. I've always thought that the centre should be, and there's the opportunity for the centre to be a real catalyst in Morecambe, to really drive that regeneration. Um, And I think what Wayne's proposing um, and the investment that New River are putting in will really make that happen.
0: It would have been wrong not to speak to Wayne Hemingway, given everything we've talked about and Wayne's key role in, in rebranding the Arndale and, and bringing uh, such a, a nice prestige from a, a local local lad done well. You know, here Wayne goes way back and he got his started in fashion. I mean, go and read his story; it's a really fascinating one. He started selling like Doc Martins on markets in London uh, with his uh, with his now wife, and he's just a fascinating character and he's really brought some nice kind of, uh, you know, some, some really positive attention from someone who's done really well to this project. So it would have been wrong not to speak to the man about his role on it.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not an easy way back for, for uh, Seaside Towns, but it can be done, you know. and Where it, where it, where it does happen, it's normally through people with a creative... It's normally through creativity that brings it back. So Margate is a, a full-on creative revolution that's, that's brought you know and you, now you've had a dream landing but that's a creative that's yeah. a creative thing as well so and more a lot of the cooler end of society does appreciate the seaside more than a lot of people and they appreciate you know that it's history and it's the beauty of you know we all creative people normally like the good things in life as well you know we yeah. we, we don't normally and if you you know for us it would normally be a bracing walk along the seafront, even in a howling gale rather than watching um, Britain's Got Talent, wouldn't yep. it? You know? Well yeah. You know that <laughs> Yeah. And therefore it has you know, it has to come a lot of it has to come from us unfortunately. It sounds quite elitist that, but
0: but it's a fact. I think it's true. I think like you say, we're we're up against almost impossible composition now with how easy and cheap it is to go abroad. So I think you have to provide an alternative that's inherent to this country and that's strong creativity and heritage that you know embracing that you know visual past and, and and not just the past but right now you know for me to paint you know John McGuinness and people that are so respected locally was a real honour you know to, to be entrusted with that I felt that's way more pressure than a big feat you know it's like how did that feel for you as a, as a local person to mark and did, that, did that have a yeah you always most
7: people love their roots you know sometimes there's no reason you can't really put your Finger on. but When I go back to More, well, it's, human- it's being a human being, isn't it? When I go back to Morecombe the memories flood back of me now. The pop up, of going fishing and yeah. digging bait on the beach, and it's, it's part of me. Yeah. So to be able to go back there, and also I, you know, I go back there and see a town that isn't like it was in the sixties when I grew up there. And if you can do your, your own little small bit to help it, yeah. then you're doing the right thing, aren't you? Because I think don't. a lot of people forget about their past, but when you go back and you start to do something that means something to work to you it, it, because things you know something comes out of you it's pretty good
0: I think so I mean you know maybe it's now that I'm in sort of approaching my mid-thirties that I'm starting to really embrace you know the, what's, what's given me these foundations to go on and do uh, something that's essentially a hobby and a passion and actually yeah. make money from it and you know people say nice things about that so to go back in it and give that the same visual treatment is an exciting prospect you know yeah. so it's uh, you know, I, can't, I hope I hope I've done justice to the local people there, not being from Markham. You know, I guess I'm a northerner, so maybe that counts. For anyone that doesn't know, uh, John McGuinness is a time trial racer on motorbikes, and I have to admit, I know nothing about the sport. I've never really been into the racing, but when Eleanor suggested that I could um, spend a couple of hours around John's house, I didn't didn't I didn't ask twice. You know, this is a, an amazing opportunity. Um, John's set so many world records and he's world-renowned, huge global following and continues to be um, a real trailblazer in the sport. So he's the centrepiece of the mural that I created uh, on Victoria Street with Shane Johnston. And I wanted to go and talk to John about what this meant as a local Morecambe lad who still lives in Morecambe, um, despite his you know global fame now through his achievements in sport. So I spent the afternoon around his house, and he showed me around his garage about you know his collection of bikes. He showed me um, you know all this memorabilia and all these little keepsakes throughout his career, and it was a real kind of it was a privilege to do that uh, and a really amazing afternoon. Uh, But also something I felt was crucial. So you find me at John's kitchen table around his house talking about his involvement in the projects. I know it must be quite a cool thing for you to be. um, You know, must be a nice honour to see. Just for
6: me, yeah.
8: you know, like I say, a local lad growing yeah. up around here, you know. Yeah. Of, they were all our hunts around there, Victoria Street. And, yeah. You know, there's a nightclub opposite there, I call you. Crystal Tees. Yeah, yeah, Aldo was
0: telling me about there's that. A yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's... A, I don't know, you know, it's, I think it's important, so, isn't it? Because it's something... It's nice to celebrate these sort of these things, you know.
8: from here still proud of Malkinan. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's... Fell away a little bit in a few areas and that. I mean, um, you know, you wouldn't have a bad day out if you come to Morecambe You know, on a sunny day, walk up beach. You know, yeah. cockles, mussels, ice cream. Yeah, that's it. Castle, digging all.
0: Yeah. I think it's about. I don't really. I know think what, it's about trying to extend that into when it's not. Ni- you know, when it's not. Um, when it's not such a nice day, if you've still got these things there. <laughs> It's kind of it still gives a bit of color, a bit yeah. of celebrating local people and achievements, which oh, is really cool. cool. So I used to come here on all these like most years as a kid. I was ever here at Blackpool every year, <laughs> and I loved it. You know, it used to be such such romantic I memories a kid, i tell
8: you, it. I loved it. I massive scooter rallies, on there, You know, like people would come on weekend trips and yeah. places would be buzzing. You know, they'd be fairground and is the is, is and... the
0: racing? Um, is that is that is it quite a local thing? Is it is a sort of. Is it, you know, you said your dad raced? Was that, um, well, my dad
8: my dad had bikes when he, would, you know, he did apprenticeship mechanic, he was an apprentice mechanic in a bike shop, and then he got his own bike shop. And, and like, it, it for me, I didn't, I, I don't know, there was nothing else, you know, like, yeah. when you're a kid, there's no PlayStation, there's no Sky TV, there's no thing. Yeah. It was like, you know, he, he, my dad would have a motorcycle news every weekend, a paper, and I'd yeah. look at the pictures and what would be one of them and then we'll, it was just bikes all around us and my dad used to race we used to take us racing. We used to go he did a bit a few other disciplines like grass track and, and scrambling they called it and a bit mm. of road racing but tough times, you know, being a family up he could didn't you know, have the opportunities but yeah like he got me a bike when I was three years old and you know, I thought Father Christmas dropped it down the chimney and <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant, you know, so
6: Yeah.
8: I think the I don't know as well, it, it, I think there was more opportunities then as well. I didn't think, you know, people would let you land, ride on their land and yeah. not many people bothered such so much about noise or... Do you know what, you've got, shine you've, you've got just... a
0: really valid point there because I, I read a report which got really angry about recently, or was it on the news, I saw it, where they were on about clearing skateboarders out of, like, city centres because mm. someone complained in the offices and I'm thinking, are you for yeah. real, like... Yeah. And I think this is in London, so I'm thinking already these kids have got a lack of land and, and yeah. green spaces to, to play in. These are outlets for kids. I grew up kicking a ball against the wall and drawing and drawing yeah. footballs and wrestles. And luckily for me, because I was rubbish at sport, I've gone on to be good at <laughs> drawing sports people and made a living from it. You know, and it's like, and it sounds like a similar thing to you. It's important it, outlets. You, you know, know, as a young lad,
8: I remember getting taken home when I was four years old because I rode up the road. Mm. And at that age, you don't know about licenses, insurances, and all that. <laughs> No, the policeman brought me back home. You know, I got clipped round the ear off my mum and don't do that again. And that's it. That was it. And you knew, didn't you? you sort of, of course won't. you did. Yeah. Like now, you know, you know, we're threatening to crush your bike. They're threatening, to, you know, <sighs> to take it off you. They, yeah. You know, give us that. You know, give us, give us an area. You know, yeah. like they were lots a mini motor lads in the car park and, and like, uh where. Wixes, you know, they go there and like they all have a little rip around the cones and that, but they stop that, you know, there's just no opportunities for them anymore. No. So, what do you do? Well, well that's, station, that's it. So that's Games,
0: phones, and it leads you well, into laziness. You know, and...
8: I, I was riding bikes before I was at school. Yeah. So, you know, there wasn't, I didn't have, I couldn't have a babysitter, so I had to go to work with my dad. Mm-hmm. So, my dad, they were working on the bikes, and I'd be tearing around the industrial estate on my bike. Yeah. And people go, oh, was young on his bike, you know, they never really <laughs> bothered me, and I just, Yeah. you know, I jumped. Jump, jumps like Evel Knievel did so yeah. Evel Knievel was my hero. Yeah, when I was younger And so it was, I used to just imitate him But
0: I find it fascinating because it's the same thing where kids you know I see the work that Ellen has been doing in this project of creating this art around the place and it's like for, for people who might not go down a sporting room it's important to have those spaces where you're not getting banned or kicked out or, or charged yeah. it's like give people open space and a bit of freedom so, to do whatever they want. it's so need. easy to do it it's so work. easy to yeah.
8: You know, I, I'm involved in a charity in uh, Durham Durham Police the only mm-hmm. police the only counter dot speed cameras and Durham Police open their police station up every week to a club for the kids to come down and ride the bikes around them
0: Is that right? like the mini mm-hmm. you
8: know the mini motos yeah. so they have a mini moto club some of these kids have gone on to you know lead British Championship races one of them's you know one or two of them will, will make successful races and that but it Yeah. and they're also bringing they're not so fortunate kids in to have a go because they have a few bikes, yeah. spare bikes. I bought one of them for the kids, you know, a yeah. spare bike. So if you want to have a go, you can't afford a bike, you haven't got the same privilege as other people, come and have a go. Yeah. And it's working.
0: Of course it is. It's, it's it, working. It's, it's simple. It's so simple to everyone but people in power. That's what winds me right like, oh, up because it's just... All you got to do is sign a declaration. Yeah. If
8: you, if your kid's of the age, you can't be signed. You sign a declaration nobody's going to get sued blah, blah 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 and on you go
0: yeah that's the thing isn't it? it's all this legislation and red tape and all the bollocks and it's um, it's really sad because it stifles and then what happens you know uh, we're, we're all young Yeah, you know, when you're young you've got so much excess energy and it's important yeah. to find good channels for that and obviously it's you found man. your thing to you know to a brilliant level know like you know, I, I, my friends were going doing this or they were
8: fo- supporting this or doing football I mean Whatever, and it, 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 yeah, I'd offer me hat, you know. Yeah, but I never, it never registered to me. No,
0: well, but back, I, I back think I think, when, now, it's weird. I think when you truly connect with something to that level, it's it does come from the art, so you don't question yeah. it,
8: you know. But, uh, but going racing was, you know, going racing was uh, was the thing, you know. Watching my dad, and yeah, I did a bit of scrambling myself, and yeah, I don't know, it was tough, you know. Mum and I got split. Mum and I got divorced. And it was all a big shit fight. One, my one of my brothers went one way, I went another way. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, went living with Nana for a lot of years and you know.
0: Yeah. So you've got I mean, you still live in Markham and you've got a family of your own. Yeah. I mean, how do they how do they find it all? Because it must be quite a cool thing to sort of see your dad going and do, you know, being as successful as well, you've Well I'll tell been.
8: you I've got a fourteen year old son who's obviously been in it all his life, who's got no interest whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he never he never really takes on what what I do, you know. I don't I don't know. He's a bit of a cool sort of cookie, you know. He's yeah. Is know it just he's dad done. at work? Yeah, it? yeah. I think it is to him. Yeah. yeah. I think Maisie's a bit more impressed, but yeah, she's only five,
0: but still, I mean, I, 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 mean, think... I mean, for a totally on total, totally selfish levels, you know, the idea of me producing his artwork of you celebrating these moments at that scale on a wall, and then imagining that your kids one day are going to walk past that and go, "Shit, that's my dad." Yeah. That's a buzz for me, you know, on the yeah. on on professional. I'd like level. him to be,
8: you know. I mean, I, I'd i like to leave some sort of legacy behind, you know, I mean, we had it tough when we were young and, and you know, I was brought up on a council estate and and boxed and fought for everything I've got, you know, and like now, yeah, we're comfortable, things good, we've mm. achieved some amazing things and, you know, I'm super proud of what I've done and yeah, I just want them to, you know, I don't want my back slapping and all like that, I just want them to think, well, we, you know,
0: yeah, I don't but- know what the word is, but... Well, I, th- yeah, I think do. you already have. I think in, in, in the respect that I think the, fact, the very fact that you've done this and, and this can be sort of held up to show, to go, look, look what you can do from, from adversity. You know, yeah. I you, won't well, you to call it adversity, but like you say, if you're coming from a um, not-as-privileged background as others, yeah. but actually I think that breeds a, cer- a certain desperation, just from my own experience as well, from growing up quite yeah. poor. Not poor, but not, we never had much, but we had a lot of love in the family. So growing yeah. up and actually... Finding this stuff and you fight harder for it every every yeah. day. I'm very grateful that I'm able to do. You know, be sat here today mm. is brilliant, and it and it's it makes me want it even more. And then I think, well, actually, if I can inspire anybody at all with my work, yeah. then what a wonderful honor. And I think without a doubt, you've done that. for Yeah, well, I'd, I'd like
8: to, I'd like to, to for people to sort of you know, I mean, I got a lot of people. I travel the world. You know, I've hundred thousand followers on Twitter. All that lot. Like, you know, I mean, I appreciate mm. that and probably don't realize. A lot of people tell me they don't realise what, what I do, how special it is, but I haven't changed, you know what I mean? I'm just a bricky from open, and I bike fast.
0: I mean, so how was it, have you <coughs> have many things done like this in the past, like artworks created? To, to... Not so much artworks, no. There's been,
8: you know, awards and bits yeah. and pieces here, and there and everywhere, but this is the first thing for me, you know. It's...
0: Yeah, because it's wonderful, because I mean, I, I could count them on one hand, The amount of from the hundreds of sort of sports people that I've done, whether it's an illustration for a newspaper, for a football magazine, whatever it is, I very rarely get the chance to actually sit down like now and go, "I'm going to be illustrating you." You That's a rare thing, and it's it's really nice to kind of chat about your careers. Hopefully, see some of your bikes afterwards, and actually, it gives me a more intrinsic understanding. And just for example, the way we said about flipping the bike and getting the right stuff, I hate the idea that I'm still
8: so so passionate about things, and I'm a bit anal and it has to be right. You have to be though. You care about it. I can't. You know, if, if something's not our I like I just I have to say something and Yeah. I think that's probably a lot there's a lot to be said as well from a success because I work so hard to be with the same mechanics the right mechanics the right tyres I've been with Honda 11 yeah. years and all that lot because you know if you've got you know you've got so many people going in one direction be the best, and you've got one guy going that way,
0: yeah.
8: It doesn't work, doesn't no, work. it doesn't. You know, no. like, so I, but like, I've had the same people working with me for years, which is really cool. I'm proud of again, yeah, like, that we've worked with them people. They want to stay working with me, you know, they're all,
0: oh, yeah. So, I mean, you must be looking forward to seeing this as when it comes to, I'm looking forward to seeing it, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it'd be cool,
8: yeah, like, say, if someone's. Embedded on the wall, it's not going away for a long time, so we you know every well, time it. It, you can have a look at it and
0: that's the thing and it's nice. That's why it was it's cool when Eleanor said to come and chat to you. Well, yeah, just because it's it's just brilliant to hear about, you know, someone so passionate and so good at what they do, but also the details crucial. Like you say, when you're so passionate about what you do, it's gotta be spot yeah. on and it's like and the, there's only so much you can get from a Google image, you know. So it's like to yeah. have access to your photographer and chat to you about what everything yeah. means, you know, it's it's in this... It's going to make, like, take it to another
8: level. Stuff like that. I mean, that, that again, that is the most, I, I think, is the, the most, uh, uh, you know, the best trophy in the world. It's an incredible because trophy. It, it, because it's 180 years old, it's got all the winners on, all the world champions. It's, yeah. That, that trophy, if it could tell you a story, yeah, if it could speak... Yeah, that would just have the best stories in the world,
0: and that's the remember that's the little man. No, that's the that's
8: the TT tea winning so trophy. There we go. This yeah. is why I come round. That's the senior <laughs> TT tea winning trophy. The senior TT tea winning trophy. And it's got that thing, and you lift that off, and that's you know then all the original ones on there, and all the yeah. hand stamped, all silver. I mean, that's worth about two million quid. Is that my turn? Stunning, eh? Well, <laughs> I've well yeah, yeah, but yeah, I stood on it, do you know, it, yeah. Took the top off and. You only have to pick it up and take a picture and then they put it back in the vault. Boy, it was a dozen of them. Wow. But in 1939, a German rider called George Meyer won the senior TT. He took it back to Austria with him. Yeah. When he was a Nazi. He was a Nazi. He had the uh, pictures of him on the podium with oh, an wow. eagle on doing the full Oh, one. you're joking. He rode a BMW Didn't wow. just before the war started. He, he won the last senior TT before the war. He took it back home. Realised that this trophy and the Nazis will have it. So he buried it in a chicken shed. <laughs> <buried it> <laughs> wow! You see, when he I... came back out in 1945 after the war, When wow. he came back. I met George, Meyer.
0: Yeah. The history and just—I mean, he t- I I won the
8: 39 t- senior TT, and I won the 99 junior TT. Yeah. So he was there when he presented me my trophy. Oh wow! And then just a massive, like, yeah. and that's it There's yeah. pictures of him on the podium doing doing the.
0: <laughs> see the history in that, tro- you know, that trophy oh, no, I had no really idea what, illustrating 1907 that, I had no idea 1907 wow <laughs> that's incredible
8: unreal a bit of kit like that yeah I mean they have to have an army of people with them to whenever they go anywhere Stunning trophies yeah I'll just get a replica
0: of them. Wow, yeah. That's
8: a, yeah, Mercury, they call it, patron set of speed. Well, that's that trophy. Well, the other one, the original one, stands this high. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you good. get a replica of it, you see. Yeah. Wow. That's electric bike, too, isn't it?
0: That's incredible. I shrunk them. Can't buy that in Timpson's key key. Quarters. No, 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 no. I only got
8: 23 of them and I got 90. If you finish second, third, fourth, whatever, you get a smaller one. Yeah. You know your times are on it. And then you got, if you finish within a certain percentage of the winner, you get a bronze replica. Yeah. And at the end of that, you get finishes. rep. You've got a finish in a oh, certain percentage yeah. of the winner's And time. how many times have you won that? 23, I won. 23 TTs. it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't impress me, you know. I go, fuck, you know, that yeah. is... Well, I... And I, it just, I think, you know, all the... What it's done. Yeah. You know, two world wars.
0: Bloody hell, yeah, some history.
8: <laughs> survived everything. Yeah. Survived everything. Three strike, two world wars. Hitler couldn't stop that race. No. And it still draws people, still draws newcomers, still draws... You know, South Africans, Americans—it's full. Aussies, yes. New Zealanders come—all from all over the world to go to TT.
0: That's unbelievable. And
8: I tell you what's really cool about TT—I've never heard anybody say they've
0: had a bad time. So I hope you guys found uh, this angle of a show quite interesting. I'm keen—I'm keen to hear what you think because this is a way more journalistic show. I mean, I guess it's along the lines of the DNAD festival show which I did earlier, but. It was really invigorating and I was absolutely exhausted by the end of the couple of days that I spent in Morecambe. But I like to think that, you know, we got under the skin of what it means to the local people, the challenges they all faced and what can actually be done in a real positive sense to to brief some new life into some towns that have uh, become a little bit unloved, uh, I suppose is the accurate description that we took from all of that. So it was really cool. And to be a part of that as an illustrator who's grown up coming to Morecambe on his holidays was a real honour for me because... You know, I'm not a local lad and, and some might argue that I didn't really belong on, on such a project. But it was wonderful and it's one of the most rewarding projects I've ever done. So to see everything up now and to see it, go and check it out. Do go and visit Markham. Go check out the wonderful Midland Hotel if you like your Art Deco stuff. And check out all the street art, the rebranding of the Arndale. And what an amazing job everyone's done from Deco Public to the town planners to the endorsement from John McGuinness. Um... You know, uh, Kate Drummond as a designer has done an awesome bit of work on the project. Shane Johnson has done some amazing uh, work, uh, such a faithful replication of my own artwork. So thanks for that to Shane and just thanks to everyone for being so welcoming. And, you know, for uh, for someone who's world famous in John McGuinness to have me around their house, it was kind of mind-blowing. But what a beautiful thing to be a part of and I hope you guys all agree there. So I'm looking for your feedback. Um, so hit us up on the Twitter, at, Twitter, uh, at Mimics even. On Twitter. I want to know what you think about that. You know, if you've grown up in a seaside town, how you think you can get involved yourself and what the arts can do for towns like this. Um, You know, it's all interesting stuff, so I hope you enjoyed that and I want to know your thoughts. Thanks as ever to the sponsors. Um, Go and check them out illustrationweb.com, that's Illustration Limited heartinternet.co.uk, everything web-based, SEO, domain name, hosting, everything to do with that world. And, of course, printed.com. Anything you need printed, go and get that sorted. Um, Deco Public, of course, get all their stuff done through printed.com, and so should you, because they're awesome quality. Uh, 90 products plus awesome finishes. Go on, check them out really really cool looking after this show as well supporting the arts really exciting times so thanks as ever for tuning in and i hope you enjoyed the show and go and visit the seaside because it might be pissing it down with rain but who cares because now it looks really really good (laughs) cheers guys thanks for tuning in see you later